Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, following on the news given in our bulletin a moment ago, the Government Meteorological Bureau has requested the large observatories of the country to keep an astronomical watch on any further disturbances occurring on the planet Mars. Due to the unusual nature of this occurrence, we have arranged an interview with a noted astronomer, Professor Pearson, who will give us his views on this event. In a few moments, we will take you to the Princeton Observatory at Princeton, New Jersey. We return you until then to the music of Ramon Raquello and his orchestra. Some say that was the most famous radio broadcast ever, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. Uh, And I still like to listen to it, and I know Halloween is over with by now if you're listening to this, but uh, we did want to do a little bit of post-mortem on it, which I guess is a perfect way to describe uh, talking about all things Halloween. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got to do a radio play a couple of weeks ago at uh, Town Hall with a group of other people and we did a version of war of the worlds but we rewrote it to update it so that the radio station instead of playing the music and and that sort of thing that they did in the original orson welles story this was set in a sports radio station Uh uh-huh so even though we would get these reports about uh these huge explosions and spaceships and all of that uh not found on this earth friction with the earth's atmosphere usually tears holes in a meteorite this thing is Moves and you can see a cylindrical right, shape. Something's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, this is terrific. This end of this thing is beginning to flake off. The top is beginning to rotate like a screw, and this thing must be hollow. He's moving. I found it as the radio talk show host to be a distraction because I wanted to get back to talking about sports <laughs> and the Seahawks. And when I heard that there had been this big explosion, uh, my biggest concern was whether or not the Seahawks game was going to be played the next day or not. So, right. so, But that was the premise of it. But we still tried to make it sort of scary at the end. But one of the things that was floating around, uh, around the hol- holiday time a few days ago, you know I can hear all of that. I'm sorry. My my mic keeps sinking and I keep doing this. Well, that's how you tighten it. That I little... did tighten okay, it. Okay, it looks like it's okay now. No, but every time I think I've tightened it, it goes... <laughs> And I just don't think I have any strength in my hand. I realize this isn't that big of a little tightening knob here, but well, if it happens again, I'll come over there. No, I don't and, want you to come and over. And grab here. a phone and hire and call somebody who can tighten. <laughs> it. Okay. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> but there was this letter out of Fargo. Ma'am, I answered your question. I'm sorry, sir. Ma'am, I answered your question. I answered the darn 
I'm cooperating here. And there, uh, there's no... Uh... No call to get snippy with me. I'm just doing my job here. I'm... I'm not... Uh... I, I'm not arguing here. I'm cooperating. And now, I guess people are saying might be a hoax, but it was a woman who told a Fargo morning radio show that she is not going to hand out uh, candy to fat kids. She's going to, when she determines that a kid who's overweight comes to her door, she's going to hand them a letter instead to the parents of the kids that are really overweight that tells them, come on, be responsible parents and don't send your fat kids out looking for it, free candy. It doesn't say it like that. This is well, a, I know, this but is I'm supposedly this is supposedly what the letter says. Happy Halloween and happy holidays, neighbor. So it starts out nice enough, right? Yeah, yeah. You're probably wondering why your child has this letter. Uh, have you ever heard the saying it takes a village to raise a child? So she's already, you know, kind of making her case right up kind front of, that it is her business. Kind of being a little bit of a pedagogue here, <clears throat> yeah. I'm disappointed in the village of Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo. Your child is, in my opinion, moderately obese. So what is she, does she have another letter for the really fat ones that walk up Apparently. to her door? Yeah. Uh, and, should not, and should not be consuming sugar and treats to the extent of some children this holiday season, Halloween season. My hope is that you will step up as a parent and ration candy this Halloween and not allow your child to continue these unhealthy eating habits. Thank you. This has sparked outrage, oh, yeah. of course, all over social media. Yeah, you can tell people just about anything, but tell them that they're not a good parent. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you then fighting words. Or just butting in and and uh, when it's none of your business. It's none yes. of your business. Yeah. So yeah. people are outraged by this. So I did a little digging on it, and CBS Morning News had done a story on it. The Today Show had done a story on it. Everybody is a buzz about this, and it turns out that it might be uh, a hoax. Oh! It might be a hoax. No, no. So what happened was last week. That's <clears throat> Uh, there's a, sh a station in Fargo called Y94. And That's a good question. Apparently, they broadcast the voice of this woman, apparently, who had written the letter. Said she was going to hand these out. Um, sounds like maybe she's not real. It sounds like maybe she's an actress. Uh, who was hired to sort of do... You think so? Okay, I'll stop with the music now, but I love that song. There's a lot of people who say, you know what, it's kind of their shtick. This is what Y94 does. They create these fake situations just to get everybody talking, which is pretty smart marketing, get you know, people talking. I mean, I can remember we, we would do something of that ilk. We would always reserve it for... April Fool's Day, though. Well, and then we'd create this mock news story sure. that was just made up. And we would get the phone lines that light up. People were outraged. Because right, right. that's what we were going for. Right, but it was just a April Fool's. But there are actual services out there. I worked for a station here in Seattle. And, and part of our <clears throat> show prep service... What we, services did you provide, Miss Foster? Well, no, the, these are the services the, the station, oh. the station paid for. Well, that's for. your story. Okay. <laughs> and one of them was, yeah, we will. you can hire fake callers, fake callers that will... You tell them what you want them to say, and they'll call in and do that. And mm -hmm. uh, you can set up all sorts of situations, you know... 
whatever you want, that's what they do. Um, so it, I don't know. There's always felt something funny about that because we never did that on your show. The callers that we had <laughs> were really the real people. We yeah. never had fake callers except for the well, pig. Well, we would have people that would call. Yeah, and I and I was I the pig, but being the pig. But we but we would have people that were characters. They weren't calling as themselves necessarily right. but exactly. that's not exactly what you're no, saying no no so and it was obvious that they were doing characters so yeah. y94 isn't isn't commenting on this um but it, there's just something about it that sounds like nobody can really hunt down this woman of this letter so which makes everybody think well y94 might have just set this up and created this and it's not real and once again it is another example as if we needed yet another one of the way that news organizations these yes. days dive on something without w- without vetting it first or checking. Now, let's make sure this is on yeah, the up see, and up. Can we find her? Yeah. Can we talk to her right. before we report it? And But the same thing, though, with people on Facebook. And I understand that there's no you know professional obligation for people not to share stuff on Facebook. But I get so tired. I'll, I read Facebook and I just roll my eyes and think, really? You're just yeah. passing this on as 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 gospel. Yeah. Did you know so that the government does this? And yes. You, and can you believe that? There's and a, said, I, I, this is true too because I got this from a friend. Right. And, and so this is real. I mean, the, the and once you make that statement, then you put any kind of BS mm-hmm. on there you want. And, That's right. And you, and you like you said, your eyes just roll, and you, you just say, should I reply and tell them? Yeah. Look, you moron. That's not what. But better just to ignore it. I like a lot of people will. Snopes is great. Snopes.com. You can look up anything. And this hasn't been reported yet on Snopes, although maybe by the time this podcast episode drops, it will. Um, But yeah, I, I will put on there if somebody passes something along. I will go to Snopes. I'll get the link. And then I will reply to on Facebook with the Snopes link. I hear. I keep going. I keep going. You're right. It is kind of. I told you. <laughs> okay, let me go over there. All right? No, don't come over here. Well, I have to. I don't want you to be over here. Well, I'm just going to be just there long enough alone. to do that. I can do now, this. Now look how tight you've got it. It's got to stay up <sighs> this time. That looks good. All right. All right. So far. So far, so good. It's very gradual. It's almost so like you can't. When I. Uh, you don't notice it when it's happening. When I was a kid in my hometown of Bend, Oregon, which wise guys would call Bent, Oregon, all the time. <sighs> God. But they had a our very first local TV station was just this black and white station, uh, cheesy uh, little thing. Uh, they did they had like a trading post of the air, but they also endeavored to put on a daily newscast. They couldn't afford to get nice acoustical material, so they put uh, uh, egg cartons up. Yeah, that that was the background of the news set, <laughs> and they were obviously egg cartons too. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was really it was that cheesy, but they also so the guy that was the newscaster was also the camera operator of himself. So how did he do that? Well, he because he would they would be able to toss to stories that were prepackaged stories that they just received. Uh, in the mail or from news services. So then he'd have he to says, run around to the back of the camera and then focus and then run back to the anchor yeah. desk? Well, it, what happened was, what's happening to you, the pedestal oh. on the camera was slipping and so it would start lowering very slowly <laughs> but steadily through his newscast. And you could see him start to hunch over a little bit more and a little bit more and then finally toss to a story so he could jump up, tilt it back up and get back into position to resume the newscast. Yeah. Yeah. That's how 
crappy this We've station was. We've got about was. the same budget here at the podcast as, I think as that station does. I think did. I've told you the story before of the, uh, the, there was a weather service as well that was just a camera trained on a carousel. So the carousel would go around, there would be a barometer, there would be a wind gauge, and there would be uh, the temperature, current temperature, and it'd just go around in a circle. The camera was stationary, but it appeared to be panning across all of these okay. instruments. And that was That's clever. how you could get your weather. Well, I, I know I've told you this story, but I still love it so much. A friend of mine was a janitor at this shopping mall where this weather thing was located. It was inside of a closet. I don't recall you ever telling me the story. This all sounds new to me. And I thought I've heard every story you ever had. Now, this, I don't think I've heard about the weather instrument in the closet story. Yes. Well, it, if I haven't told you, I, okay. I don't know why. But so, he, um, so he's one of the few people that has a key to get in to this little weather center where the camera and the instruments are located going on 24 hours a day. So I'm talking to him one time. We're having a beer or something. He says... I want you to be watching the Weather Channel at exactly 11 o'clock tonight, precisely 11 p.m. Oh, I said, no. I said, okay. So, you didn't even ask him why? No, he said, you'll see. And so I, I, you know, I remembered 11. Oh, it's almost 11. I got to turn it on, tuned it in. There it is. There it goes. <laughs> there goes the barometer. There goes the wind gauge. There goes the thermometer. And there goes my guy's hand with his middle finger extended. <gasps> Just for me. And and as far as we know, they never heard anything from anybody about it. Because you were the only one Because I'm the only one watching. Yeah. So oh, I thought I've that was pretty good. I heard that story. I thought that was pretty good. Hey, um, so Halloween is mm-hmm. in the rearview mirror. We never get any... Any Halloween stirs here at our house? They're it's called just, trick or treaters. They're not just, called Halloween. See, I've stirs. forgotten what they're called. They're it's not been so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a you have a very um, you live out in the sticks in the boonies, kind of, and it's a long and your driveway. driveway. Is very long. Yeah. So they'd and, have to take a bus to get up here. But I think if so there was some word on the street or in the neighborhood that you know what, <clears throat> it is worth taking a trip up to Cashman's house because they've got really good. Yeah, candy but you bars, haven't. But they don't. I think the word is just the opposite. You know what? It's not worth going up there. They'll give you a piece of dried kale or something like that. They're not. They, I wouldn't go up there. But well, you. I think. Or was, they'll give us a letter that tells us we're too fat. <laughs> I think you have to um, create some curb appeal too. You yeah. haven't done anything out here. Well, there's, I. T- yeah. <clears throat> there's a bunny holding a carrot. Yeah. That's not. That's Mar- a I saw over. that, which that's I thought's kind of cute. That's a holdover from Easter. Yeah. You don't really have anything that makes people think no. there's going to be some good stuff here. No. So. No. Although you would think just how dark it is up here would be appealing. In a way, because, no, because boy, that looks sinister up there. Let's go. Isn't the dark house the signal? Get the hell away! There's no damn well, candy here. Because I turn all my lights out. In Don't. real life, it is, but yeah. in the movies, that's always hey, let's go to that house. It yeah. looks haunted. Let's go in there. <laughs> I know. Let's snoop around. I know. Uh, yeah. So, but maybe do you have. But you we have... always bring some. We always have some candy just in case, or at least a can of corned beef hash or something. That's a good idea for the kids. That's a good idea. Hey, um, we uh, ask people, we beg people, really, not only to listen to our podcast, but pass the link around, tell your friends about it, and it happens. We, uh, yeah, through uh, Facebook, I have a friend who 
just Facebook's her friends, and we picked up 20-plus more listeners just from that. If everybody did that, why, we might be a real big-time podcast. You that's, never know. That's right. Of course, I'd have to, I'd have to start doing a lot better. But, yeah. Um, we so, might actually win the Best of Western Washington podcast. We're going for it. Now, I, it might be too late for this year. I don't know where it they're is at. Too late. I think it's too late. Is it too late? I think so. You I know, we know. could win I'm, that thing. No, we can't. We win could it. win it. We are, we should be in it to win it. Well, what does that mean? What do you mean? How would we do that? We well, we would. Uh, here's first of all, this best of Western Washington thing has been going on forever on Evening Magazine. Yes, remember Evening Magazine? I do that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so it's a, a supposedly a voting thing, but it you know but what the it viewers re- the viewers are supposed yeah. to be voting on. I have long maintained, and I have not moved off of this, even when I won a couple of. You did win a couple of best, times. Best radio, pro, or best. whatever, best hamburger, whatever. <laughs> but I still say the fix is in. The what? fix is in. if you know somebody there at Evening Magazine. I don't think you're... you. Uh, you can manipulate those votes and you can win. Do you hear what you're saying? Yes. You're saying that the Evening Magazine is a dishonest outfit mm-hmm. and is run much like the, the 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 voting system of our country. Is why that what would you're it, saying? Why would it be run any differently? I mean, it's the same imperfect, no, I, nefarious people running both operations, if our you ask friend, me. Our friend Trixie, who works at Evening Magazine, and that's not why you won, because she's your friend. I do think it is. No, because it's not. Because she, she used to like the radio show. She yeah, but it. she said that, that she doesn't even have her hands on the polling thing. Uh-huh. It's counted. Well, right. It's independently counted and, and double you, counted and you audited. Just, and, uh, you just accepted that as the truth, didn't you? Because... You choose your friend. I do. I do think you're right, though, because I was the most eligible bachelorette three times. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a peep from them in years. From who? Evening Magazine? Not a peep. And well, I'm still a bachelorette. How do you get to be ineligible? I just... Uh, that's the question you're asking. That's Why am I, I not still eligible? That's what I'm saying. I should be more eligible than ever. I think it's because I'm, you know... Not on the air. You're yesterday's news. I'm totally yesterday's That's right. news. You ever notice, I'm used up and spit out. Yeah. You ever notice all the friends and phone calls you would get when you were on the air? People just wanted to hang out with you. <laughs> we they were, wanted a piece of you. We were somebody. Yeah. And they just, uh, every you know, then they or they'll, you know, invite you to things. No. Nothing. Uh, do you Crickets. get anything? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. This podcast isn't getting it done. I'm so lonely. <laughs> But we do get, what I was leading to is that we have been fortunate enough to get some listener mail and yeah. texts and even, holy smokes, even some cash once in a while to That's help right. us keep this thing on the air. Yeah, we're, very nice. Wherever we are. If we're, so we're, right. And we apologize for not keeping up on the email correspondence, but we did print off some of them that are yes. probably, probably six months old, but we're going to read them anyway. Yeah, we are. Uh, but anyway, the phone number, if you want to leave a message... Uh, and that, man, that's a real lonely place. 425-522-BURP, B-U-R-P, if you want to leave an oral message there. Otherwise, it's just simply comments at peculiarpodcast.com. Right, or you can oh. text You can text to that number, too, as well. Oh, you can. Oh, yeah, okay. you can. I did, I did not know that. And you Ed. can also leave us comments on Facebook. Yeah, but they shouldn't be mean comments. No, remember? That was our favorite part of our... Uh, I don't mind mean, but I mean things that you can put on Facebook. They can't be outright 
too profane, can they? Sure they can. They can? My favorite part oh, of our show was the hate, the hate mail segment. And again, yeah. we never made that up. I mean, it would be very easy to just create, you know, hateful emails. People, they didn't hate you as much as they hated me. <laughs> no, that's not true. Oh, no, it is true. But we would rub our hands together yes. when we would see some hate mail. Love the hate we mail. We actually had a produced feature of the show yes, called Today's Hate and Mail. And we would plaster it up in our little office. Yeah. We'd post it proudly. All the other cubicles you'd go to with all the other personalities had, you know, emails about how, oh, I love your show and you're the best ever. We never put that up on the wall. We always put the really mean emails up on the wall yeah, because you know why those are important to put up because that gives you a much clearer idea of who you really are if you just put praiseworthy things up then you think hey i'm pretty cool hey look at me i'm just great and it gives you a very you don't have to try as hard it just gives you a very skewed uh, notion of what reality is so i think the the hate mail is, is more helpful than the praise certainly it is but these emails now are all praise so these aren't going to help us at all but read them anyway all right shoot praise really yeah. nuts uh, this is from Patricia from North Seattle, which he calls the poor side of town. <laughs> I thought the South Seattle is more of the poor side of town, but I guess they're both equally impoverished. So welcome back, baby, to the poor side of town. She has a number of points. She says, number one, I've been a fan listener since the early 90s. Holy moly, do you know how many years ago that was? King 1090. Yeah. The station doesn't even exist anymore. No. Uh, buzz, the buzz. Uh, 100.7 FM. That station doesn't exist anymore. We just ground a bunch of stations into the ground. That's kind of what happened, isn't it? Yeah. In fact, you could argue that our last station, Como, uh, doesn't exist anymore in the form that we were on it. That's right. Then it went to an all-news format, and it is boring. (laughs) (laughs) It is boring. (laughs) Sorry. It It just is. is. Not that it was... Well, it wasn't too boring. Oh, it was... When we were on, it wasn't boring. No, not not when we were on. No. But uh, she says, does Patricia, I, I, Pat, I remember one of your first shows on King 1090 on Saturdays. Did you do Saturday radio? Yeah, that's how I started oh, at King did. 1090. Uh, then I would go down just two hours. I was terrified. What did you do it on? Did you have like a particular, like were you doing finance news on no, Saturday just, morning finance news with Pat Cashman? No, it was just a general sort of talk show, talk about stuff in the news. Uh, I lived in mortal fear that I would not be able to think of anything to talk about and uh which is natural i guess when you first start in talk radio that's like a nightmare you have yeah turned out to be pretty easy and, and you'd be hard-pressed to think of things you could talk about because either that or you sleep asleep most of your life but she said nice thing about that and that led to the morning show which eventually led to to partnering with you down the road. That's right. I was your traffic girl on King 1090. Uh, Patricia says, I learned about your podcast when you subbed for someone on Cairo FM. Dory, maybe. I think it was Dory. Yeah, that was a great... We yeah. did such a great job that week. Yeah, it's been, al- for Dory. It's been almost a year yeah. now. That's how And again, speaking of crickets... Us. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Oh, man. Thanks, Cairo FM. Yeah. Come on, you guys. Call us. It took them a while to wise up, but they, they finally did. They did. I know. Lisa, I am your age, and I still wear heels. Who says we can't? And I've never been to New York. I've been to main, many major U.S. cities, including Philly, a few times. Yeah, we were talking about that on a previous podcast, and I, I hadn't been to New York. been to cities like Little Rock and Florence, South Carolina, but I've never been to NYC. Someday. And we'd also, what she's referring to is the topic of inappropriate uh, clothing for women is there an age you shouldn't be wearing right. things I remember so that. Yeah. yeah yeah so but good I'm glad I was here I think on that podcast wasn't I I yeah. have no idea yeah 
Uh, maybe you weren't here. I wasn't. You should both be on the radio again with a regular gig. Please do what you can to make that happen. We are doing what we can. We're actually not doing as much as we can. I think, you know, quite honestly, Lisa, I think that I, ship has sailed. I, I just, do too. I just I, don't see it. I think you're right. And, and, it, and that's okay. But th- this podcast is... It's more fun, for Ugh. sure, because we don't have to answer to anybody. We don't have if to you get hate up it, at, don't listen to it. And we don't have to get up at 3 in the morning. Oh, God. I got up at 4.30 yesterday to go give a, a speech. And you wanted to poke your eyes oh. out with forks, didn't well, I, you? Well, my wife saw me later in the day, and she said I just looked like a zombie. I you just looked, looked like that for the 15 years I worked with I you. Must have. I must have. I remember just feeling like crap all the time. Now I feel like crap. But I'm sleeping in. Well, the radio game is, is you know, you and I have talked about this. It just seems to, and I don't want to be one of those people, oh, the good old days. It really does seem to be a, a very different animal now with, with corporations gobbling up stations left yeah. and right. There's no doubt about it. It's not just the lament of somebody that's not on radio anymore. It really is. And uh, there, are, there are a few exceptions i, I think yeah. bob rivers is terrific a, a, terrific show but uh love his style but man there, you got to search around you do have to search around especially if you want local stuff right yeah exactly so yeah i do think it's sailed as well i would be come very surprised if anybody approached us for for a gig and and if they did i can guarantee you that the compensation probably isn't going to be really that good yeah yeah it's a different it's very different i i just feel very, very fortunate that I got a taste of it for a I while. I know. Because those, those were fun days. I am too. And really I were. feel fortunate, and I've said this before, that uh, I was very green coming into radio, and you were one of the first stations I ever worked with. And I always say that I learned at the knee of the master, and I oh, was brother. just... brother. But that's I very did. nice of you to I say. I did. I learned... Uh, I'm learned. no master, because I didn't know what I was doing either. We were both green, but that's what was fun about it. We didn't even know when we were making mistakes. Yeah. Uh, because, you know... Then, then inevitably, the consultant will come in and tell you, oh. no, you should never do this and never do that. Right. We do just absurd things like have contests to see if we could break the record for longest for longest uh, period of dead air on the. I mean, that is so completely anathema to any anybody <laughs> with probity in radio. But we would we would do it because. We thought it was funny. Yeah, it was just offbeat. It was weird. We were lucky enough to to work with uh, at at least two um, program directors that I can remember that were really not only fans of your of the show, but also really gave us as much room to sort of explore whatever ridiculous things you wanted to come up with. And they were encouraging about it. Very too. encouraging. Didn't that that they loved everything? That's, but you're not going to find that anymore. No, no, we were just lucky. Yeah, we were lucky. I uh, said, so do you ever take, here's a different uh, uh, letter now. Do you ever take submissions for music to feature in the show or use as transition music? And the guy, this is a text message, so I don't have his name, but I will um, I'll okay. text him back. If he is listening, you know who you are. Yeah. For it, God's sake, this. Is it falling part. down again? I'm coming over there. Don't. No, what could you do that I'm not doing? I'll show you. No. I'm coming over. No. There. I'm coming <laughs> over. What could you do that I'm not doing? I've tightened every Maybe your maybe you're shrinking. Did you ever think Maybe of that? my chair's going up. Maybe you're shrinking. Now, if that Ooh. slips again. Well, no, I've had a man handle it, so that I think I pulled Thank something. Thank you, Mr. Cashman. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome, little lady. Don't know what I would have done if you hadn't come by to save my bacon. Well, (laughs) I do like your bacon, (laughs) ma'am. 
<laughs> so yes, so the question is, I think he may have some original music. So here's the deal, whoever you are. Yeah, I think we'll we can use it, but if it sucks, we're not using it. Ooh, ah. Cuz that's really uh that's hurtful and that is extremely subjective. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So if we listen to it and go, "Great, now we've told this guy we're going to use his transition music." Yeah, and listen to point. this crap. That's a good point. You know, the music that we often uh play uh is sometimes really crappy music cuz I'm kind of attracted to crappiness. Doobie 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 Strangers in the night. So it, it, that would be hard for him to determine from what he might know about the kind of music we favor. Whether what he's going to offer is crappy or not. And if it is crappy, is it crappy enough? He's in a conundrum. Got a lot to think about. I'm scared because I followed everything you were saying. I know. That is bad. Yes. Here's from Jason Howard and family. Uh, Jason, uh, don't call me Mo Howard and family. He says, I've listened to you guys for years. I've followed you from radio station to radio station. That's pathetic <laughs> that you had to say that. That's like I know. You're following sorry. some gypsies around. We're sorry. The conversations you have together are so comforting. I could listen all day if I could. You guys seem to have so much fun. The podcast is now my entertainment staple. Aww. I look forward to each one. The type of humor you share with us is just my style. I feel such a great connection. I wanted to let you know my whole family listens. Man, that's great. That is nice. See, one thing like that is worth... Well, no, it's not really worth that. But <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's worth all the money in the world. You got but... caught up in the moment there, didn't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I did. And then I you rethought of... it. See, I started getting into that trap I was talking about a minute ago where you start believing that stuff. I know. Uh, here's another one. This is regarding the reign of terror, and I'm not going to go over all that again, except to say that it's a thing where you go and you turn pineapple upside down, cake mix boxes upside down in grocery stores right. just to drive the man, the managerial insane. people crazy. Well, uh, it's really to stick it to the man. So yeah, yeah, yeah and, and we're bitter, as you've probably noted so far. So that's why we want to stick it to the man. Yeah. So don't let up on the reign of terror, and send us your pictures. Uh, Mary, who actually sent me this email, sent me the picture I posted oh, on our Facebook page. Good. She but said she this, did this in San Francisco. This is when she was heading to a job at the University of San Francisco, yeah. where I believe uh, Bill Russell went to school, the great basketball player, and Johnny Mathis also went to school. Did you know that Johnny Mathis was a near-world champion high jumper? Chances are, cause I wear a silly grin. It was actually at San Francisco State University, a different school than Bill Russell went to. Is that, is Chances that, are you didn't know that. Did he have an accident and that's why he sounds the way he I does? I think he hit the bar coming down. Yeah. <laughs> I never um, have been a fan of his voice. I'm I, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but boy, what an enduring career. I mean, the guy's been... Well, and, yeah. and he really, if you hear him now, he, he's got to be pushing 80. really doesn't sound any different. Does he you know, still, a lot of guys get older, their voices fall apart, but his was... Is he still performing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Uh, anyway, this picture is at the Lucky at 1750 Fulton Street, San Francisco. People know where Fulton Street is yes. in San Francisco. Uh, interestingly enough, 
the bastard sibling, <laughs> Pineapple Supreme, right. was a few items away. <laughs> I thought they should be next to each other, but they, there were eyes everywhere. Yeah. But you've made the point that don't let that fool you, that the, the bastard sibling should also be turned upside down. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just they're just trying to trick us. Don't yeah. fall for it. I thought I just lost our, our audio there, but it was my little headphone that came apart. <laughs> it's a good story. Finally, this one from Patricia Admondson. Lisa, I really identified with your description of your uncle's funeral. We're talking about your Uncle Andy. Yeah, passed away this summer. And uh, he was 100. Yes. 100. Mm -hmm. My dad passed away in June at the age of 92, mm. says Patricia. My sister and I are not religious, and neither were my dad's wife's family. My dad and his wife went to church, but mostly for a social connection as they got older. I think that's why... My dad went to Catholic Church for the pancakes. <laughs> uh, the pastor of the church knew my dad and spoke about him for a few minutes. Then, having a captive audience, she went on and on about all of us and our sins oh and God. some long story about Adam and Eve. Now, oh I knew this wasn't God. what dad would have wanted. We had a slideshow going at the time, so I just stared at that. When I heard what you wanted to say at your uncle's funeral, I was agreeing with you in my car right on sister. Yeah, Patricia. I was... I was furious that that his whole sir that his the the service for my uncle turned into why we should follow jesus and let jesus into our life and if you haven't done so already it's really important that you do so and here's why and on and on and on and i really wanted to stand up and just say can we get back to my uncle please and it you, infuriated and me. do you think when and we all have these moments when we are either surprised by someone and then we think later, what I wish I would have said, yes. what I should have done. It wouldn't it be nice to be prepared for the un, the things that are unexpected, so that you do do exactly what. So you don't have to think a, a day later or half an hour later. I didn't. I wish I would have said. I that. know. I didn't think a day later or an hour later. I was sitting right there. Did you almost get to your feet and do I, that? I was scared. Yeah. I didn't want to ruin it for my aunt. Yeah. Because you don't know. It was important to me that, that that not be what was remembered about that day. So I didn't want to make it about me. And do you remember that crazy woman who stood up in the church and yeah. lost her mind? You're right about that. So that, I, that's, I, that's why I didn't do it. But I did uh, talk to my aunt about it later. Um, gently, I said, yeah, you know, I just thought he kind of went on a little bit. She goes, yeah, yeah, he did. So she she saw it too. And I got in a little bit of a contract time the other day with I was returning one of those videos to those like a red box machine yes and uh because i'm one of the few people that still right <laughs> still uses gets a, a vhs D dvds yeah <laughs> yeah it's a beta tape <laughs> so there was a guy and i and i was looking for the machine i forgot where it was exactly i spotted it and just as i'm coming to it i see an older guy step up to the machine to use it and and i've been experienced enough at this to know it's this, gonna take him this a guy is going to take like a week to make a selection. He's going to go through every possible selection, scratch his head and some other body part. That's and, why I didn't don't get the red box thing because it's not just a like an ATM. You come up, you do your business, you walk away. Yeah. The red box, you're sort of window shopping. Well, you are. So and I don't get that. It takes that. a little while to dispense your your selection anyway. So I just simply stepped around him and said, excuse me, I'm going to just put this in the machine here. I'm just returning this one. Oh, you did? Well, yeah. that was cheeky. You well, cut in line. Did you think it was cheeky? You cut in line. But I mean, I knew it was going to be an hour and I, my car's running outside where we're, we have to go. My wife's waiting for Well, it. let me ask I you thought, this. It, before... That doesn't inconvenience him. 
I'm just You're... stepping around, around the side of them, put my tape in there and my DVD in there, and, I, and I'm gone. Well, I'll talk more about why you're wrong. But what? First of all, what's his rea- What was his reaction? He was not happy with me. Yeah. Well, how can you not see that? Well, you cut in line. Yeah, I did. But <clears throat> so it wasn't even a, a line. It was just him, and he was just it's stepping to it. It's a cue. It's a cue. A cue. Well, same thing in the grocery store. You wouldn't just say, if I had a big basket of groceries and you had one thing of milk, would you say, can I just... Now, I will notice somebody who yeah. has has just one item or two, and I'll go, you know what? Go in front of me. I got this whole cart full of Doritos. It's going to take them forever to ring up. And I'll let them in front. But I would be furious if somebody with a cart of milk said, I'm mm. going to just slide in front of you, okay? No. Uh-uh. That's my decision. To whether you slide in front of me or not. But my thing was that you it was... You made his own decision for him. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. I do. And I probably would be on your side, <laughs> except that he got very uh, vituperative so about So what it. did he say? Did he threaten to deck you? Well, he started using names. Oh, <gasps> really? Oh, you idiot. Get Can't you see I'm in line, you idiot? And I and he said, that that's not going to... That won't take your DVD. That... That light's got to be green, and it's red. I said, well, it's red now because I just put it in there. And so, Oh, when, my God. So, so wait a minute. Hold so on. Then, hold on. So hold then, on when it, then when it comes up and says, your item has been successfully returned, I can't leave it at that. I have to get in his face and go, hey, what do you know? It was <gasps> oh successful. How God. about that? And then, then it got really, and I, yeah, so that, so that not got bad. Only, that got bad. Not yeah. only did you cut. And I'm not normally like No, that, you're but. not. You're one of the nicest people I've, I know. I, I couldn't even believe it was me. But not only did you cut in front of him, yes. then you insulted him and got into a verbal war of words with him. Well, I didn't use words like idiot and stupid like he was using at me. Wow. Even though you... he had chosen the correct words. Uh, uh, but I just, it was because of his reaction to my action that then I, I then I started feeling yes. entitled to what I was yeah, doing. I get that. You know what I, I mean? Uh, and that happens so often where, you know, if if I make a blunder and somebody's very gracious about it, then that's going to, you know, make the difference in how I behave. But yeah, I can do something completely stupid. And if somebody makes me feel ashamed about it, then I just go into yeah, attack yeah, mode. I understand. It's like we live in a world where if you cut somebody off on the freeway, uh, then you, the cutter offer are entitled to flip the bird at the person that you almost killed. That's the way we think now. It's never our fault. Right. It's a, yeah, well, same to you, but more uh, that kind of thing. Whereas, w- when do you ever see somebody go, oh, I'm so sorry. I was so rude yeah. of you to step in front of you. I wasn't Well, certainly of... not at the red box thing with no, you. But it started, what I'm saying is it started on a snowball effect. But because... who, who molded the first smooth? I know. I know. It was me. I, that's why I remember it. I felt I bad about it I later. Bet. Yeah, but but he was such a jackass. I don't really. <laughs> no, he was. He's fine. Well, and <laughs> that's what that's what makes me so annoyed about it depict- is that he was that he was right and I was wrong. The way you depicted it, though, he sounded like he was 120 years old. No, he was just older. He's okay. older than me, so that could be 120. All right. I'd like you to take a look at this microphone, Pat. Ah, <sighs> oh, jeez. What's going on? I don't know. Here, I'm going to go. Can you still hear me? Okay. No, don't come over here again. Well, you got. We got to fix it. Just don't come over here again. This is what's happening, folks. We are running such a threadbare shoestring operation here, peculiar podcast, that I can't. We can't even afford a stand that will hold a simple little microphone in place. Maybe Santa will bring you a new microphone stand. Uh, I I actually, you know, I just need to fix that one. There. Okay. Nice job. 
Well, now, I, if that doesn't work... But that's what I've done I the last five... I think I can five... even see it slipping right now. Damn gravity. Yeah. Damn you, Isaac Newton. That's what I say every time I look in the mirror. <sighs> All right. So okay. So is that all the letters and emails and texts? That is it. And thank you. And I. Uh, we, Are you we, sure? Yeah, I think okay. that's everything. Did I forget anything? Uh, one other, one thing I think we should mention, and we'll just do it quickly because we, you know, it, every one of us has one every year. But uh, our friend, compatriot, and the reason we're really on on doing this podcast, Dave Tavers, is having a birthday. Yes, he is. Uh, right, right about now as you're listening to this. So happy birthday! Happy to birthday, Dave. Dave! We're glad you came into our lives, our dull. We are lives. really glad. Uh, he's uh, he's he's the guy that got this all going. Yeah. So he's the one you should blame, not yeah. not us, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Now you did hear from somebody that said that they. Um, well, where should we go next? Uh, let's see. I, cause it's, hang on. Well, here, there's a couple things up here. We did get a request oh, yeah. for a dirty joke challenge. Oh, yeah. Should I do that? I don't know. Um, uh, do you have a really filthy joke? Not a really good filthy joke. I've got a good joke. Okay. But it's not really filthy. But then I'll try to tell a filthy one. And the idea of the dirty joke challenge is that we want you to send us the filthiest, most depraved joke that you know. And I don't. We don't want racist jokes or no. anything like that. Just dirty, you know, sexually explicit, where, you, where the yes. certain words are used. And then I try to tell that joke by substituting other words or phrases for the offending ones. And and it's not important, except that the goal is to make it still a funny joke. If it's not still funny right. after it's been doctored, then then it's been a wasted effort. This came up because we couldn't tell dirty jokes, obviously, on the radio show. So we, you you wanted to share a particularly funny joke that would um, still be within the confines of, F of FCC regulations. So um, we have it posted on our Peculiar Classics uh, tab on the website. If you want a great example of Pat mastering the Dirty Joke Challenge, it is uh, called The Dirty, The Bear. So go to our website at peculiarpodcast.com, click on Peculiar Classics and look up The Bear, <laughs> which was done live on the air. Uh, it was the perfect joke It was for the perfect contest, joke And I'm that. having trouble finding one they, They're perfect. not easy. Yeah, it's they're, hard. They're not easy to do. But here's, this is not a dirty joke, really, but it, I like this joke. I heard it told uh, on the TV the other day by Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett? I thought Dick Cavett was dead. It uh, looked pretty good to me. He's around still? Yeah. He's around. He's sitting up. He's taking nourishment. Are you joking with he's me? He's remarried. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He's still funny, sharp. He, um, His joke was this, that a guy is running down the street being pursued by someone else, and he runs up and sees a nun standing there, and he says, sister, can I hide under your skirt? These guys are after me. She says, certainly, my son. And so he climbs under her, her you know, Nun's, nun's outfit and habit. and the people chasing the guy run past and they're gone so then he then the guy re-emerges from under the skirt and says thank you sister it was very nice of you to do that uh the reason i was hiding from those men is because i don't want to have to go to iraq and uh he said one other thing i wanted to mention to you uh you have a pretty nice looking pair of legs under there <laughs> oh my god and the nun says well, you should actually go up a little higher because I got a really nice pair of testicles too. Oh! I, I don't want to go to Iraq either. <laughs> 
That's very funny. That's a good joke, yeah. <laughs> so here's another. Here's the dirty joke challenge joke, which is, I'll just make do with it, okay? The best I can. All right. Has to do again with, well, you'll see, a member of the clergy. So the priest at Sunday Mass noticed that Michael took a $10 bill and then two $1 bills from the collection plate instead of actually putting something in. And he thought to himself, hey, you better watch out for Michael. The next week, the priest noticed the same thing. So this time he waited outside church when Mass was over, and as Michael came out, the priest accosted him and said, Michael, tell me, why did you take out a $10 bill and two singles two weeks in a row instead of putting money into the collection? And Michael replied, Well, Father, I'm kind of embarrassed, but um, I did it because I needed a oral act involving uh, uh, my reproductive organ done to me. What was it again? What did he need? I need a, a oral act involving my reproductive organ done to me. <laughs> That's clear as a bell. Do you know what that is? I do now. Okay. Uh, then the priest looked surprised and said to Michael, well, Now listen, don't do that anymore. I'll be watching you from now on. And when he got back to the rectory, the priest was still perplexed. Not only perplexed about what had just happened, but also perplexed about what accent he was just doing. <laughs> but then he <laughs> said, You know what? I think I'll call Mother Agatha at the convent. That's what I'll do. Good so he idea. calls her up and says, Mother, Mother Agatha. Yes! Mother, we've, we've been, you've been such a great friend of mine. I've got a question for you. What is an oral act involving one's reproductive organ done to them? What is that? He's and, asking her that. Yes, and Mother Agassi said, Oh, that's about $12. <laughs> very good. I don't know. That was very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was hoping there was more of Mother Agatha because I I'm like your your old lady voice, which is you. how I learned how to do an old lady was from you doing an old lady. Well, you're, I like your old man voice. That's the one that I like. Yeah, maybe we can get you get you to do that next time. Maybe. Or, are we? Are we? We're right? done. We are done. Okay, okay. That's it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. No, that was about forty minutes. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. <laughs> <laughs>